I started recording. Yay! <laughs> hey, welcome to Bite Me DLC. This is the first episode of what we're going to call uh, Bite Me DLC Plays, and it's a kind of like a book club, but for video games. Uh, I'm Cliff Johnson, and I'm joined today uh, by my brother, Colby. Hey, that's me. That's you. Uh, you may remember us from uh, other podcasts, such as us doing this exact same thing with Red Dead Redemption. This one probably will be shorter than that, would be my guess. I don't think I can talk about Hellblade for two and a half hours. I mean, if you did, it would be like, I mean, you could just play almost a third of the game. So. I could just narrate the game. <laughs> which which one are you going to be? Are you going to be like the uh, the Norse crazy dude, um, uh, Druth, or are you going to be like her her dad? I'm going to be the person like speaking into your ears. Oh, like, even better. Fairies, I think they're called. <laughs> Hello, I am Colby. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right over here. And now I'm over here. And now I'm over here. Yeah, no. So anyway, we, we may, I guess we probably should have mentioned that we're talking about Hellblade, uh, Sinua's Sacrifice, which is a game that came out in 2017 for the PC and uh, PEC and PlayStation, came out in 2018 for the Xbox. Um, obviously, this is a spoiler cast, so you're going to find out all sorts of things about Hellblade if you keep listening. If you have not played the game, then it's eight hours long. Go play it instead of listening to this and then listen to this. Um, but if you think the game was too intense or too scary like i don't <clears throat> actually blame you so you can just listen to this instead we'll just tell you all about it um so starting off uh cole why don't you tell me what you thought about the game i don't know i i have <laughs> mixed feelings about the game like it's it's a very strange game where i really liked the game and i also really did not like the game and had a hard time like getting through it like actually finishing I, it i had yeah. to buy a second xbox for my upstairs so i'm like well i guess i'm gonna force myself to play it at night i yeah it was i, I thought it was really good um kind of i don't know <laughs> right it's like it's like a it's like a seven <laughs> yeah um yeah. but but is one of those games where I look at it and i'm like i have never played a game with better sound design no, than this no. game like it the sound design is outstanding. It's uh, it's done using what they call binaural audio. And probably what you want to do right now is just pause this podcast and then go look up binaural audio microphones because literally it's a, it's a microphone stand that has this little doohickey in the middle. And then there's two ears attached to it. And the, I mean like human ears and those ears are the microphones. And so when you're playing this game, the sound will shift. So uh, we'll talk about kind of the plot in a second, but the sound will shift while you're doing it. And that's literally the person recording the audio moving from like talking in one ear to talking in the other ear or walking around it itself. And so they can put using this method of, of recording audio, they can actually put audio anywhere like if you're listening to headphones, it can sound like it's entirely on your right side and entirely on your left side, but you can do that with stereo. This can make it sound like it's coming from like the base of your spine or three feet in front of you or five feet exactly to the left of you and then zapping over two feet to your right. It's really interesting. And like kind of cool Doppler effects where it just kind of goes from one ear to the next. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that was my take too is like the – the audio is amazing. The voice acting is amazing. The the 100%. person who plays Sanua is literally just their their video editor. Um, so she was doing 
she was recording like placeholder audio. And they're like, you know, this is just really good. You should be our Sanua. Um, so she had no background in voice acting and she was amazing. Um, well, and also did the, uh, capture the motion capture as well yeah it did all the mocap for it which i've got oh my god i've got to think that as someone who had never done that before is really difficult and i don't know is it's not the same as winning an oscar for your first you know foray into movies but like that was pretty impressive for her just being like you know i work at a desk well, what you have to think about too is is not just doing the mocap and just doing the audio but like that that character has to scream a lot <laughs> like that's hard work um but uh but you know like the the audio was great the portions of the gameplay were really good um i mean maybe maybe we should maybe we should take a step back and and start talking about what this game actually is because if we're going to start talking about gameplay i think we'll start just kind of rolling through the game itself um, so you, and correct me if I'm wrong about anything, cause I'm going to, I'm going to try real hard though. Um, you play a character named Sanua who her partner Dillion, which is the worst name ever to come out of anything. Like every time they said Dillion, I'm like, that's not a name. It's Dylan or nothing. Just nothing. Have you considered calling Dylan Dillion from now on? I don't think he's played it. So I'm not sure. He- oh, I- that doesn't There's matter. No, <laughs> oh, well, if I thought I'm I was not saying as a reference, I'm just saying to start calling, calling him Dillion. Dillion. Eh, maybe I'll try it. I don't think I'm going to go to work this week just because we're getting another half inch of snow tonight, which means the state shuts snow down. Snowmageddon. Yeah, exactly. They literally are calling it that Snowmageddon. Um, but anyways, her partner Dillion was uh, essentially murdered by their, 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 Folks from the like 800, 900 AD, um, living in England. Um, and they were, he was murdered by essentially invading, uh, people from Norway, the uh, Vikings, Gauls, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> our, our folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they, they kill him. So she goes to hell essentially, except it's H E L because the the Norwegians just have, they don't have the other L. I don't know why to rescue his soul from, uh, Hela, the essentially their version of kind of the devil sort of the the person who's in charge of hell. I have a question about that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, is all of it hell? Or like I, I wasn't really sure. Like I'm, I'm, you know, obviously the giant canyons with arms reaching out. I'm not like, is this hell? I'm more wondering, <laughs> is all of it hell? I, I believe the entire game. Well, because so, there's parts of it that looked pretty nice. I my understanding would be that once you. No, so so probably not. So um in the game you you kind of paddle a boat through this horrific uh, place full of dead people on spikes and it's it's awful and uh and then you have to go fight two other gods in order to get into hell. So okay, is that probably where- everything past that first door. Okay. Um but kind of the conceit of the game is that Sanua is I mean I guess if you wanted to put it in a modern context probably schizophrenic yeah she has some sort of psychosis yeah suffers from some sort of mental psychosis and so throughout the entire game you hear 
voices in your head um, and, and like a, a changing number of voices. Um, there's one that's always kind of there. And then there are others that come and go throughout the game. Um, and they, they're interesting because they tell you what to do. Like if you don't listen to the voices, you aren't going to be able to play the game. You have to listen to them because they will tell you the things you need to know. They'll tell you how to solve the puzzles. They will tell you how to fight. They will tell you when to dodge, um, when to dodge, what direction to go. But at the same time, they're also not helpful. They will try and convince you that everything's too hard. They'll tell you that you're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not good enough to do it. They'll tell you that you can't rescue Dillian. It's too late for him. Um, and so the entire game is played with these voices in your head. Um, and, and so in addition to that, though, there's also a guy named Ruth who is kind of her guide in the underworld. Yeah. Sort I, of. Like I, I'm going to fully admit that I was kind of confused by who Druth was. So Druth in the context of a game is a person from another tribe. He's not from Sanua's <laughs> tribe who was captured by the Gauls and brought with, but then uh, essentially was a traitor. So that's how she knew him. They brought him to her, her, you know, area, but then uh, also was a traitor to his people. And that's how they got killed. And that's why he's dead. And I, I the just hell. read the Wikipedia. Uh, thing which i probably <laughs> yeah, I, right? yeah, I probably should have done that hey. uh in the first place yeah but so druth kind of helps her through the underworld he's actually probably more helpful than the other voices in her head what does she call them what are they the, the fairies i want to say it's the fairies or yeah. it might be the furies furies it could be that too yeah. um but they're like i said they're both helpful and not but, but anyway you you paddle yourself into this area and then you have to kind of gain access to the underworld. And, and so that's really you gaining access, access to the underworld is where you first start. Like up until that point, it's just a walking sim. Um, it's literally you climbing up ladders, you solving a, a kind of minor puzzle. Um, and then it, you know, and then all of a sudden it drops you in this room and you, you have your first fight, which are with these giant, um, creatures that i are, mean they're they're humanoid and i just want to say they're awesome looking like mm-hmm. uh, even though like there's only i think the first time five of them that you're Maybe. gonna see for the 10 hours that you play um yeah but that being said they are awesome looking i'm i agree i wish i was in better shape so i could cosplay them like, <laughs> don't please yeah, like I, no one no one wants to be the fat swordman <laughs> but you know they are very cool they've got kind of like a lot of them have kind of goat heads and these giant horns and and they're huge like i mean sanua is not a she is not your traditional like heroic female character in a game she does not look she's not super muscular i mean she's she's in shape but she's not big like her sword looks huge when she holds it she looks Um, like your average like probably 15 16 year old yeah i mean she's like maybe five three five four skinny and and has a sword and she has to fight these hulking i mean six and a half seven foot tall they reminded me kind of Um, like of uh and this is a reference you won't get they reminded me kind of of pyramid head from silent hill yeah yeah yeah. Nope, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, that because they have oh. the horns and the big headdresses, they feel huge. 
and the game just drops you in and they attack it the game never tells you how to fight the game never tells you which buttons do anything like if you go to the pause menu sure there's a thing that says you know x is a light attack and y is a heavy or a heavy attack and then here's your dodge button and here's how you block but it doesn't tell you anything about the techniques of fighting you have to figure those out on your own um and not knowing that is makes the battles way, way, way harder than they should be. I didn't learn that I could like do that, I don't know, kind of block and parry move yep. until um well it was in the hell level, like yeah. in the hell cavern level. Like the so. only reason I did find that out was because I looked up a wiki page on combat because I'm just like, this combat's terrible. Why is the combat so bad? And that's when you realize there's like fifteen different combos you can do and if you block at the last second, it'll it'll almost knock back these huge characters. There's like this cool kind of like running, jumping, diving attack you can do that's really cool. But they don't tell you any of that. And and so ultimately, you you die on your first. I mean, it's really interesting because it's the first time you've seen combat and they kill you. There's nothing you can do about it. And it pans down and you see your own body on the ground. And one thing that I think this game does that I've, I don't know if I've ever seen another game do is, is I guess I'm going to say two things is one. It breaks the fourth wall all the time. Um, That's what the narrator, the, the, like with the narrator who isn't a fury, that's what she's supposed to do. She's there talking to you, to you. But at the same time, like you often get the impression that Sanua, when she looks at the screen is looking at you and realizes that you are in fact, also one of the things controlling her, one of the voices in her head, even though you aren't actually saying anything to your screen, but that she, to some degree understands that you are part of her. Um, she looks at you and, and this game has better rendered eyes and better like eye capture than any game I've ever seen. Yeah, that, like she, that was actually really interesting because it was really good. And I don't know why other games don't have there's that. no uncanny valley yeah. like she she stares at you like when she you know how un, how uncomfortable it is when someone you don't know just turns around and stares at you this game feels like that she she i mean stares right into your soul like i had to make sure i was wearing pants when i played this game because otherwise <laughs> it was uncomfortable um but also just the way her eyes move how blue they are and she gets knocked down by one of these bad guys and you see her die and the the game pans down. You see her eyes just kind of go lifeless and then it pulls back and she's stepping over her own dead body. And the game tells you that if you die, that, that every time you die, there's this corruption that's taking over your body. It starts in your arm. Your arm goes all shriveled, turns black. Every time you die, the, 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 Corruption is going to get worse until it eventually kills you. And if you die too many times, the game will be over. You will lose all your progress and you have to start again. Um, which is an incredibly interesting psychological take. And when this game came out a year ago, that was the biggest question about it was, is it true? Like, is this game going to like erase your save game if you die? And the answer is no, but if you don't know that, like that is a game just messing with your head. Um, and interestingly enough, what actually does happen is for every enemy you kill, for every God you kill, for every whatever, the corruption gets worse. 
And so as you, as you kill more people, you're actually corrupting yourself, just going on your mission overall. It doesn't matter if you die or how many times you die, but it was, it's a very interesting, like this game is incredibly psychological. Um, both from the standpoint of, of your character having psychosis and from you as a person having to deal with a character that has psychosis. Um, and that's just another layer on top of that, of them essentially screwing with you, which I thought was, was an interesting take. Did you like, did you know, did you know that playing the game? Uh, I didn't know. So the whole, like, if you die too many times, it'll delete your save. I kind of figured out from the first that that probably wasn't true, mostly because it's been out for a year. And I think yeah. if it had been true, I probably would have probably would have seen some it. tweets about it that, you know, people, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but gamers don't like that kind of thing. Uh, I'd heard yeah. that. But, uh, but they probably tell you they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of assumed it didn't, but like I, did kind of I'm like is something gonna happen? But I didn't die too many times in this game. I probably died <sighs> probably less than ten, uh, probably fifteen times, less than fifteen. Did you play on medium or easy? So I played on auto until the which is medium. Uh, the last bridge fight, and then I real yeah, cool. then I realized I'm like oh there's an option to turn this combat down, and so I did, and I'm like I should have been doing this the entire time because. Easy is easy compared to yeah. not easy. Easy still challenging, oh, though. Yeah. I was really surprised. After having played 95% of the game in medium, easy was like, I'm like, oh, these guys go down real, real yeah. quick. Yeah, I, uh, I played the entire game on easy, so I only died maybe... Same thing until I got to the bridge. It took me, I'm going to say two times to get across the bridge. I died once in the the fire level. I died once in the like river of blood. And then I think I died once in my first, I think I died once the first time I actually fought bad guys. And then I died once fighting the first God, but I, so I, I only died maybe five or six times total. Yeah. I don't think I really died until after the river of blood level. Yeah. I like <clears throat> it, the, 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 it, it kind of ramped up towards the end. Yeah. Uh, with how many hard, how many bad guys they were just like throwing at you. And so I, I died I, once too. So <clears throat> once you, once you get this corruption in your hand, uh, it, it shows you this j- door, which is essentially the door to hell, but that you can't, you can't get through that door without killing two other gods first. And I don't remember exactly what their name, but one was the God of fire essentially. And one was the God of illusion. And these are all, yeah, these are all, actual Norse gods. Like the mythology in this game is all real. Um, like it's not, it's not made up. I mean, obviously they, t- they spent a bunch of time talking about Odin. They spent a bunch of time talking about Loki and um, Hela, was, who's a real God. It was basically just Thor Ragnarok. Pretty much. I mean, you know, honestly I read um, your new Doug. <laughs> poor new Doug. Um, I, I read um, Neil Gaiman's, Norse gods book and it was it's pretty good um if you haven't read it is that different uh, than american gods yes it, it's it's uh, american gods is fiction um norse really? gods is also <laughs> fiction <laughs> but it's uh it's accurate mythology ah, so okay. yeah it's it's really just like neil gaiman taking norse myths and rewriting them in kind of his own tone which mm. is which is interesting so um but uh, but as far as I know, the 
the mythology in this game is real. So that was kind of fun. It was it was an interesting way to learn about mythology. And there's actually these rune stones um, all the way through the game that you can like focus on, and they'll tell you a little bit about about the area you're in, or they'll tell you about a god, or they'll tell you about Odin doing this thing in order to get this thing. You know, it, it tells you you know like there's a reason why Odin has an eye patch. Um, you know, there's a reason cool. why because it looks cool. <laughs> Um, there, there's a reason to a lot of the mythology. So that was, that was cool to do too. Did you find all of them? No, I, I, I'd be curious to see how many I missed because <laughs> I did a lot of like wandering and stuff and I found a ton of them, even some that were, I'm going to go with quote unquote hidden. Um, but I, I, that's the only, uh, achievement I didn't get. Same. Yeah. Um, you can actually tell how many you oh. missed too, because that the uh so you know how when you when you when you look at them they kind of zoom out and there's like oh, runes yeah, yeah, around yeah. yeah the runes that are lit are the ones you haven't found yet oh so let's i want to say that maybe i missed about i missed like six yeah, that's what i was gonna say probably yeah. about six five six somewhere in there yeah um and so the runes there are also the runes i think that you find during the game hmm. um i think so um but anyway, so so after you do this, you have to go and fight these two gods. And you you chose you were like me. You fought uh, the fire god I dude did. first, right? Um, and so this is your really your first introduction to both the kind of puzzle system for the game. Um, yeah, he called me just air quoted puzzle system for the game, and it's your first um real foray into what the combat's going to be and and the way. Yeah. Also air quotes. <laughs> the way the game works is you spend I, I when this game first came out, I saw the trailer for it and I'm like, this game is a hundred percent not for me because it looked like just another like uh Dark Souls, super hard dodge block combat game where I knew like I just don't have any interest in playing that game for hours and hours where you're, you're fighting guy after guy after guy, dodging heavy attacks, you know, small attack, heavy attack, dodge, you know, there are games like that and it's just not my jam. So I didn't play this at all, but then I heard someone describe it as a walking sim with occasional combat. And I'm like, well, I like walking, I like walking sims. (laughs) Um, and I guess I could put up with occasional combat and this is, this is your first kind of, kind of foray into that. And so you walk in, you walk through this door and you walk into this thing and the entire time, uh, both Druth and the voices in your head are telling you the story of where you're going. And it's, it's telling you, um, interestingly enough, like it's, it's kind of how you actually learn to some degree, like how Dillian was killed and how, um, why you're messed up. Like you, you, yeah, we're born with, you know, the psychosis that you have. Um, but that a lot of, um, events in your life made it worse. And so, you know, there's this cool introspection and that was really my favorite part of the game is you're walking through these areas without combat and without puzzles. And it's just telling you about, it's a walking sim. There's, you know, I was going to say there's beautiful scenery to look at, but mostly it's horrifying people being burned alive or impaled on spikes and, it's beautiful scenery if you're Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. <laughs> um, like, it's one of those games that occasionally I'd take a screenshot and go, like, that's really cool. Oh, there's a bunch of dead people hanging <laughs> from that tree, though. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, but then you'll come to a clearing. 
and all of a sudden a guy will appear and literally they like the way you know combat starting is because you take out your sword you can't i think probably one of the biggest missteps of the game is you can't pull out your sword anytime so there's no way to like play with with combos there's no way to practice it's like there's a bad guy kill it but at the same time, you're thinking like, but dude, if that bad guy kills me, the corruption's going to get worse and then they're going to erase my save game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and especially because each uh, – when you start out, the one bad guy is pretty straightforward. He's got a sword. He attacks you. He's got yeah. kind of a tell when he's going to attack you. But yep. as they go on, like they start doing different things. So, I mean – you just kind of have to learn on the fly when they come in usually groups of, I'm going to say for the most part, there are a couple areas where, yeah, yeah. where it's five. Um, and usually it's like one, one, and then they'll put two at the same time. No, it's probably not even groups of five. It's probably waves of five. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, five or six guys, and then they'll put two on you. So you have to learn to fight two of them at the same time. And then they'll put a dude with a shield. So you have to figure out how to get around the shield. I hated the shield guys. Oh, the shield I, guys are terrible. I never figured out a good system rather than just killing everyone around them and then just trying to whittle down their health. Well, and and the way the thing the game also doesn't tell you is you have you have this mirror, and I I never really figured out the did you have it like I I actually kind of thought like did I pick it up along the way, but then I replayed the first of it in VR today. I'm like no, you have that mirror with you the entire time, and so what the mirror does is if you if you block an attack quickly, so like they they like if he's swinging at you and you like block last second, it builds up like mirror points when you block and it lets you push another button and it like slows down time, I guess. Um, And that's the only effective way to kill the guys with the shields is to block that, like let them attack you enough times to, to be able to get the mirror points. But the game also does a terrible job of telling you how that happens. Like, you know, it'll do it. And it's like, pull up the mirror. Oh, the mirror, the mirror, you know, focus. 45 different voices in your head. Yeah. Focus, that's, focus. That's what it originally tells you. It's focus, focus. And I, I think you do. Is that when you first hear that, are you fighting the illusion? Uh, guy? Yeah. Or, no, I, you know, cause I used it via versus the, the fire guy too. Huh? Interesting. Cause I, I, I think the problem is, is like, I just didn't know how to block. Like I, my blocking for me was I would sit there and hold the button. And so you hold the sword out. If you don't do a quick block, you'll never get those focus yeah. points. And I didn't realize you could do that. I, I assumed that the focus was because the, the illusion guy, like, disappears into like a weird yeah. nether realm. Um, yep. And I thought that that's why you had the focus points. I thought that's how it came into play. I didn't realize you could do it before. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is, is like, I think you can do it. I think the only fight you can't use it during is during that first, uh, the first fight where you're meant oh. to get knocked out and mm-hmm. killed. Um, but anyway, so you're, you're in this place, you fight these guys. It doesn't do a great job of telling you how to fight them or, or anything, really. Um, I got killed the first time I fought those guys because I just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't really sure what buttons to push. I don't think I looked at the menu to see what my attack buttons were. And since you don't have a sword when you're not attacking, you just don't yeah, know. It uh, it um, could have been explained. To, I, like, 
I, I don't want to be one of those people that because I don't necessarily like all tutorials in games. Um, I think a lot of them are kind of like you don't need to tell me how to walk. I've I figured that out by now, and I think most people have figured it out. The, people's first yeah. games aren't usually like you know what I think I'm just going to jump into Call of Duty. Um, so I think everyone has figured out that like oh you press this left stick to walk, but I don't know some amount of tutorial might have helped. But I mean, at the same time, in this game, you like running Might have brought you out of the experience. You, you don't. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the thing, though, is, is like, I don't know. I don't know how they would tutorialize tutorialize this game because anything you did would like I'm normally a person that plays with subtitles. And I turned subtitles off in this game because yeah. it ruined the experience. So I don't know how I, they would tutorialize. I suppose like you could it could have been a separate like menu item, like, you know, like practice yeah. or something along those lines, like, you know, combat practice. And I think I would have absolutely like if they'd started up the game and said, do you want to do combat practice or do you want to go straight into the game? I a hundred percent would have chosen combat practice hundred yep. yeah. percent because it just, it would have been nice to know that, you know, like light attack, light attack, heavy attack, light attack is way better than like, you can't do three light attacks in a row most of the time. But it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't tell you that if you just switch in a, a heavy attack that it'll work better. Um, so the combat was frustrating. But then after you get the combat in this level, you get introduced kind of to your, I guess, your second rune um, search. Because your first one's to to get over the, the first bridge. Um, <clears throat> and it's literally, they're like, here's runes, go find them. And that means like wandering around and looking for a place in the world where runes start floating out of the ground. And then you have to find a part of the environment that matches those runes. And like 80% of the way through the game, it tells you like why the runes are important to you. Um, I must have missed that. Maybe I was busy yelling at the TV. I'm like, I hate these stupid rune puzzles. I think the problem with them is, is like the first, if, if they, and I mean, this is something that came to me probably halfway through the game is I wanted the game to have half the runes and I wanted to have half the combat. And I think it would have been like this game's about eight hours long. I think I would have liked this game so much more if it was like five, five hours six. long, you know, yeah. just get rid of half this crap because it's not the part I enjoyed. I enjoyed like the combat. As I got better at it, I enjoyed it more. But the problem is, is as you get towards the end of the game, the game will just throw 10 or 15 guys at you in a row, which makes the combat less fun. Yeah. Um, but the runes thing was just like, like some of them were, were hard too, like well, really obtuse. And, and you had to be perfect on that. Them. That was like uh, in the fire one, I could see the rune. I'm like, why is this not clicking? And it was because I was behind this rock pile when I should have been in front of the rock pile. And I'm like, Oh, so the moving of two feet is what yeah. made it so that I wasn't getting this rune. I it really frustrated me a couple yeah. times. I'll talk about it more later, but playing it in VR that <laughs> is even harder because you can't really like you don't have free look. You kind of do kind of a like your your right stick kind of moves you on um, like axes, oh, so you don't get yeah, as motion yeah. sick. Um, and it's really hard to line up the runes. <sighs> Um, but anyway, the, the meaning of the runes, I think, first of all, like it's just part of kind of North Norse mythology. Um, but also she, so Sanua's dad is a, a large part of the reason that she's as screwed up as she is. Um, Sanua's mom, um, 
also heard voices and her dad had her burned at the stake while Sanua watched in order to like fix that problem. <laughs> I think that's um, how they fix it nowadays too. I think it's, so too. It's either that or medication. <laughs> Most people just it, opt for medication. I think m- medication, yeah. but you have the choice. Um, but then her dad threw her in a pit full of runes to try and oh. cure her. And so that's why she sees, I think the runes is that it was in the pit that she was stuck. I, in. I knew she was in a pit. I had no idea about the runes. Yeah, they're written all over the walls. Oh. Um, but again, like, it's one of those things that if you don't hear that wacky voice in your head say, the runes, the runes, the runes on the wall in the pit, like, you don't. Oh. It's really hard to, I mean, the game is legitimately difficult to play. Like, I couldn't play it for more than maybe an hour at a time just because it was weird having voices talking in your head the entire time. It was really strange. And, and I had a issue where, like, I mean, I'm not going to say I got bored after like an hour, but I got real distracted after an hour. Yeah, the, <laughs> like the game was really, it, it was one ahead. of those that it goes back to me going like, I love and hate it is that I, if I played for more than about an hour, like I found myself like, oh, they're talking. Oh, my phone's there. It'll, it'll <laughs> embrace me. The funny thing is, is I, I had that exact same feeling where I only wanted to play it for <clears throat> the game was really good. I thought at creating like 45 mm-hmm. minute segments, hour long segments. And so it, the game felt naturally, first of all, like it played in like 45 minute to an hour segments, um, except for the couple of weird random times where it didn't, which was really odd too. Um, but it was one of those games where I'm like, yeah, and I've had enough for today. Like this, you know, either, either like it's, I'm sick of the voices in my head or man, I just can't fight another stupid horn headed dude or man, I just can't look for another rune. But at the same time, when I wasn't playing it, like I wanted to talk about it all the time. And I was like, oh, I really excited to get back and play that game. It was such a like and, weird love and I had hate the relationship. Exact opposite where it was like, uh, maybe I'll play it tonight. I'm like, well, I just don't want to like, I'm, I'm playing yep. something else and that game doesn't want me to find runes. So mm-hmm. it was like, it, it was really weird because I often say that the, how I can tell a game is, not fun for me is when I don't want to play it. Like I will, you know, if I'm Mm. playing, I usually play two games at once. And if I find myself just wanting to go to that other one, I generally go like, Oh, this other one may not be great. Uh, Yep. I I do the exact same thing. Anytime I sit down and I'm like, Hmm, what do I want to play tonight? Mm, Rocket league. Like when I, when I start dropping in rocket league, that's my, like, (laughs) I just don't want to play the game I'm actually playing. But the odd thing is, is again, I'll say it's a good game. Like it's one of those games where I'm like, I didn't really want to play it. But on the other hand, I'm like, Oh, it's a good game. I would suggest people play it. But, and I I think that that's the reality of it is that play it on easy combat. That's my, yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to say. First of all, like I wish I had played that. If I think if I had done easy combat the entire way through, I would have enjoyed that game a lot more. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's it's one of those things where the game is so innovative and so interesting in so many ways that it's pretty easy to overlook the ways in which it's not, mm-hmm. uh, which is the combat and the puzzles yeah. um, there. And you also kind of wonder, too, like this is Sinner's Sacrifice is the first 
of what I think was kind of started to be dubbed like triple I games where it's an independent. I like double uh, A. Double A is fine too. Is is the idea is that it's an independent developer who can't afford to make a 60 hour open world game. And so what instead they do is make a super, super detailed triple A experience, but it's only eight hours long. And I kind of wonder if that is part of the reason that like the combat's not great is they just didn't have the resources to make it better. It's, it's the reason there aren't a more very bad guys in the game because they didn't have the resources to make more of them that you want to, you, you want a game. And I mean, this game was, I don't think it was ever sold. I think it started at retail. Maybe was it 20 or was it 30, 25 or somewhere between 20 and 30. And so when you hit that point, it's hard to release a, four or five hour game that costs 25 or $30. Um, like I'm fine with that, but a lot of people aren't. And so I wonder if you have to kind of pad it out a little bit. And they yeah. did that with the combat yeah. and the, the, and I didn't think that runes. the combat was necessarily bad. I don't know. Like it, it, this game to me can be summed up by like, I don't know yeah. what I didn't like about it. Like, cause I didn't think the combat was necessarily bad. It's just repetitive. Um, it was just kind of repetitive. And I think it needed to either be like, I, it felt to me like, I don't know. I don't know if spreading out more would have been better. Like instead of like, Oh, you're walking, walking, walking. And all of a sudden poof, there's bad guys. And you know, then you're like, Oh, there's going to be a bunch of bad guys. If they were spread out more, if that would have yep. helped. I, there was something about it that just, Maybe. I just, yeah. Yeah. And I can't figure it out. I, I, I really think it's just less of it is, yeah. is what would have made it better. But I, I think the, the good news is, is you fight, you fight the fire guy, you get past your first boss. It's, you know, you're, you're two hours into the game by now, two and a half hours in the game by now you fight the second God and, and he doesn't have the runes puzzles as much as he has these wacky illusion puzzles. Are they called Raven puzzles or something? I'm not sure. And so, so the idea is there's like these archways that you look through. And when you look through them from the outside of the archway, you see one thing. And then when you walk, when you see the inside of the archway, you see a different version of reality, essentially. Um, What did you think about those as compared to the runes puzzles? Well, and then there was also like how you had to line up the, yeah, the kind of things which are kind of like runes at yeah. that point. Um, I I enjoyed those a lot more than I liked the rune puzzles. But interesting, I still I really I, disliked them. Well, let, um, let me put it this way: I didn't mind the lining them up kind of thing. Um, going through the the archways, archways. occasionally, I just kind of walk through them like I don't see anything being different and so that was the problem I had yeah there, there was one where I just like walked through and then you had to walk through another one and I just did it about four times until I'm like oh hey I think I solved this there and- was a full probably 45 minute play session for me where I was trying to solve one and just could not find it. And I'm trying to look up videos to see where I'm supposed to go and I can't find like but I was like 45 minutes into a section. And so all the videos I was finding, I couldn't scrub through to the right part to figure out where I was. And like, and I, the same thing is eventually I just realized that I hadn't gone far enough over one way yeah. and, and found it. I think but, the thing is, is that like, I didn't really like either of those puzzles, but those were at least were more interesting than finding runes. I don't know. They both weren't yeah. great. No, I think that the, and we'll talk about it in a second, but I think the best puzzles of this game actually were in the, the tree section. 
I don't know which ones you're talking about. <laughs> so anyway, you defeat the second boss and then you, you cross a bridge, I believe. That's where you, you first see Hella, correct? Where you, yeah. you cross the, the bridge into actual hell. And she is huge and Creepy. she kicks the crap. Yeah. She looks like a giant mannequin is like is that the best way to describe her she she reminds me uh kind of like something out of the uh, dante's inferno game mm, like she's creepy yeah she's super creepy and kind of plasticky looking but also like half of her is rotten um it's real weird and she comes across and she just she swoops you and just knocks you off this bridge and it's like oh yeah and, and breaks your sword and so that's that's the next portion um where you you kind of follow, you spend a lot of time following like this kind of blue light that represents Dillion. And I guess the other thing that to, to say, and I don't think we have is that like, you're le- literally carrying Dillion's head on your belt. Like you have, and it breathes as one does. Yeah, exactly. It was the, the fashion at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. It breathes through parts of the game. Like, I mean, she talks to it. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, yeah. His head just in like a, like a cloth, sack but she she follows dillian through this portion of the game she can see him as like a uh like a faraway blue light and and she leads he leads her to this giant tree um and i don't it's where they met is it maybe yeah Yeah, i think it's a tree where he because she used to watch him from her hole (laughs) practicing with his sword yeah. and that's how she learned how to use his sword. Yeah. I and so he think. convinces her to go to the warrior trials. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I don't remember if she knows that there's a, a sword in the tree before or after though. I, I'm not, I don't remember, but anyway, she has to do these four almost like quests in order to unlock this, this, this God killer sword that is inside the uh the tree and so like those are some of my favorite ones because they they were they were varied like there's one that's like kind of a a maze where you have to follow like it a maze through areas that repeat like the only thing that changes is the location of torches and and a lot of them have to deal with using senses besides your sight to to find them so that one you had to you could hear dillian talking and so you had to go towards the direction where he was to solve that one and there was this other one where i really wish i'd known that oh you have to listen to the voices in your head (laughs) or you just kind of wander and light torches until eventually it's over (laughs) there's another one where you're being chased by villagers because the villagers think that and and this is more you know what happened to you in the past um the villagers think that you're evil that you're a you know probably an affront to their gods i Um, thought it was didn't wasn't there a plague could be a plague i don't know yeah and that they think that you're cursed and brought the plague causing it that's right that's right and so you have to and this one's tricky because you're actually having to find runes while escaping from a bunch of you don't ever actually see them but you can hear them chasing you and they look like this giant mob full of fire um i i seriously thought that that was the the darkness monster i thought that it was the darkness monster that was chasing you no it's it's the it's the mob of people I played this game right <laughs> i think so um and and then i'm trying to remember what the the third oh the third one was the uh the darkness like the house one yeah and so and that's i think is that the first time you you talk to the darkness um 
or, or the first time remember. that you have a big conversation with the yeah, darkness. Yeah, it could be. I know it was and in the that- darkness. Yeah. Is just evil. He's got this super. Can I just say that I want that dude to narrate everything for me? Because that's actually his voice. Is it really? That's not like if you if you watch the like making of video, you see like like a oh him just talking. You're right, and that's his voice. And I'm like, yeah, that dude has the most awesome voice I've ever heard. Like it's deep. Why is is Morgan Freeman doing all this stuff when we can have evil demon dude narrating everything? And and so he starts talking to you and, and just telling you a lot of it's just what a failure you are and how terrible you are and, and so on and so forth. And and ultimately the darkness that yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, you go through this house and then is that the one where you have to walk and then you have to walk out through past the, all the bad guys that you can't see. Yeah, you have to I, like follow. I hated that one. <laughs> it was really hard because you could only you essentially just had to kind of trust in the direction you were going. Yeah, well, and it didn't tell um, you which direction you're going. So like I wandered off and died. Didn't know. That I, I did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I'm like walking to like the snowstorm and all of a sudden I just like, like and I'm back in the house. I'm like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and then the final one was really interesting too, where you had to, it was walking through like kind of a, kind of a castle, I guess that was also dark. Um, and like the first one, it led you, isn't that where it was? Or is that, is that after this? I'm desperately trying right. to Like the first the part castle. like leads you with vibrations of your controller. That's like following the wind. Oh yeah. Okay. And I, then there's, yeah, that one, that was the one I was thinking that you were talking about with Dillian's voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just really interesting. They use, they use your senses and like vibrations in your controller and voices in your head and sounds you can hear through your headphones. And because it's so directional, they use those as puzzles. And it was a really cool section. Um, and then ultimately you get this sword, this big, like it's, it's the God killer sword, um, is what it's supposed to be. It's going to be the sword that allows you to kill. Hella and ultimately get Dillian back. Um, and then after that is what I think is the absolute worst part of is the game. Is that when you fall in and have to fight the darkness or is that later? Do you go? That's okay, later. I couldn't remember if you so, fight the darkness then or is that after you go to hell? I think this is, this is I, I like, man, it's hard to say too, because the, the things kind of run together, but I think this is where you do the river of blood. Yeah, the yeah, ocean the of blood. blood. Can I just say like, Everyone should go, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, see if the the soundtrack is on there. And if it is, listen to, yeah. I think it's, let's see, I have it pulled up here. Listen to River of Knives because that song is badass. Um, it's you, you, you're going over a bridge and fighting people when it's playing and while it's playing in the background, I'm like, if the entire game of fighting had been to this song, I probably would have liked it a lot better because it is an yeah. awesome song. The, the music's really good. I don't know who the composer for it, this it game was. It's something I, I didn't ever look Garcia up. And Andy oh, yeah, I know who he La is. He did Gua. David Garcia, I want to say, did another uh soundtrack that I listened to. Um but I could be wrong too. Yeah. Um but yeah it's just really I mean the soundtrack's amazing and it's really it's really Celtic awesome. It's really appropriate for the game. Yeah it feels Celtic and scary and it, it really keeps you it, it made my in beard grow kind of a, a, a weird place. Yeah. It made your beard grow. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that now. And yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's good stuff. Um, so, so this next part though is, is the, it's actually according to this called the sea of corpses, but it's just this giant river of blood that you walk through and fight wave after wave after wave of bad guys. It seems to go on literally forever. Especially if your game bugs like mine does, and literally it does just keep going on forever. I uh, I think the same thing happened to me, and then I finally died. Um, that's yeah. That's the I. I'm like, why am I having to fight like 40 bad guys? Yeah, it's and, super and hard. I died. It's yeah. super hard, and it's very easy to get into sections of the level that lock up. Uh, or not lock up that, that make it so your your camera gets like caught on the scenery behind you and you can't see. Um, and and like the thing we didn't talk about when we were fighting is as long as you're doing okay, the voices in your head are kind of helpful. But the second you get hit, they freak out and yep. just start. Oh my god, she's gonna die! What are we gonna do? She can't make it. There's no she's way she bleeding. can win. You know, you know, get up! You've got to get up! You've got to get up! And it really like I. After I was done fighting them and almost any other waves, like you'd call, you'd put your sword away and it was kind of like you'd let out this just like, like my heart would be pounding. It was, it was. Especially when you were like, there was the two, there was two places where there was just big waves of them. One was in the river of corpses or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember where the second one was. It wasn't the the final bridge because by then I'd switched to easy. Yeah. Um but there was some where I, like I think I fought 90% of that battle of those, you know, things with like if I get hit one more time, yeah. I am going to die. And And it's hard know, and yeah. and like I said if you don't know, you think if you die, like this could be this could be the death that restarts my game, you know, you have no idea. <laughs> At which point I'm giving up because Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that's that's truth. That is super truth. Um I you know, and I think that it's something that you can kind of see in it's it was interesting playing this game and getting the achievements as it went on <laughs> and realizing that the first achievement is literally just making it to a door. Um, I did it today in. It's like 15 minutes. I, I don't know. 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, and, and only, only 75% of people made it to that door. I mean, that's literally people loading up this game and going like, Nope, it's not for me and clicking <laughs> out. But I mean, by the time you start, you know, getting through the, those four trials to get the sword, like it's down to, 20% of people have gotten here. 19% of people have gotten here. Um, the game had a pretty, pretty hard drop off. Drop, um, but then a lot of people finished it too. Like I was really surprised that like 17, I think percent of people finished it or 16%, which is pretty right. average. Oh, I thought, yeah. Oh yeah. And it never dropped down into rares. Did it? No, I think right. it was, I think it was about 16% of people, which is from yeah. what I understand, like industry standard for like between 15 and 20% of people actually finish your game. Is so that, uh, just, you know, on an aside here, is that, uh, no matter the length, like if I do 20% of people finish the game, if it's 40 hours long or, you know, is it the, when you know what I'm saying? I think so. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like that's about how many people finished Red Dead Two, a yeah. game which is you know, I don't know between sixty and two hundred hours, um, is about fifteen or twenty percent. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of. You know, I think a lot of people just don't finish games. I, my guess is is that 
that 20% that finishes games, probably almost Always all of them are people that just finish all of their games, uh, and a lot of people just don't. Does uh, and Again, you probably don't know this. Does Game Pass affect that? You know, that actually, um, Alan, that uh, he was one of the other people playing this oh, yeah, game yeah. with us. Hi, um, Alan. Actually, yeah, hey, Alan. He actually uh, kind of made that that assumption is that maybe game pass, you know, is why you see that 25% drop off, you know, people going, Oh, oh Hey, cool. Hellblade's free installing it, going in and either going like, Oh, this looks kind of scary. Or I don't know if this is for me or, or I don't know, whatever. I don't have time. It was free. Who cares? And dropping it. So, I, I mean, m- my guess would be yes, but I, I don't actually know. Um, that would be, I think it'd be really, really interesting to, I wish there was like a like an API or a history or something for those numbers because I would love to take a bigger look at it, like a deeper, like more academic look at how how those numbers play who, out. Who runs the Xbox game department? Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just call. Yeah, I'll hey, just call Phil, Phil if you're listening, and of course you are. Uh, if you could just hit me up, of like, course, just, just slide yeah. in my DMs. <laughs> bite me at bite me podcast.com just slide into my dms <laughs> anyway um so like yeah the sea of corpses was terrible just terrible yeah, and i gotta um, say and kind of gross like you're like chest deep in blood i was gonna make a what dreams may come joke and then i realized no one would get it um i've seen yeah. it but it's been like but, 20 uh, years so it also the level design was not great on that level there was one time i got turned yeah. around and i went back to the first of the level not even realizing that i had gotten turned around because oddly yep. like a cliffside with hands coming out of it just kind of looks the same yeah a river of blood uh-huh. looks kind of the yeah. same either yeah. direction yeah yeah. yeah, I almost did the same thing. And probably the only reason I didn't is because you did it before me and kind of warned yeah. me not to. So um, after this, though, like all that's kind of left is kind of the end game. You're going into Helheim and then you're you're fighting Hela. And, and Helheim is just like this huge castle. When do you fight um, the darkness? I think that's inside of Helheim because Helen, I think Hela's sanctum is really just the right. end where you fight Hela. Yeah. So, so you fight the darkness, which is a pain in the butt. Yeah. And so how does, so, so the darkness, like we said, it, it starts talking to you a little bit before this and it's just this quite a bit before that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's talking to you about midway into the game because it kind of takes over for druth doesn't it yeah i like, can really talk to druth after about the midpoint I say, yeah yeah i want to say kind of when you when once you start seeing dillian like he pops in a little here and there but midway through he really drops off and that's when the darkness really starts talking to you more yep, yep. um and, and like we said the darkness is not helpful it, it, nope. It's just there to tell you how how bad you are, how dumb you are, and how awful you are. And uh, try and help me remember. So you fight the giant dog thing. Yeah, that's the darkness. That, is that the darkness? Yeah. Um, and it's just this. I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, it's like a- it. You know, and uh, like I played it on easy, so it oh. wasn't too bad actually. Well, and um, that's the one where you were telling me that you think that you can't do light attacks against it. Yeah, and so it's and the, the boss is actually named Fenrir, I guess it, the uh, the giant dog, the giant dog. So yeah, and and it you have to you can only the, use uh, thing from Ghostbusters. 
It exact. It reminds me a ton of the things okay, from Ghostbusters. Brought a dog to the party. Uh huh. And it's just huge. Um, and you can't. It like it'll it'll retreat into the darkness, and you can't see it, and it'll just jump out of nowhere. Super hard to kill. Um, but eventually, what you kind of come to realize at this point in time is that the darkness is literally your father, um, who tore, you know killed your mother, who. You know, essentially spent your entire life telling you that you're a freak, well, that there's something wrong with you, throwing you in a pit. Isn't it during that battle or when it maybe right before that battle that you realize that because uh, you were uh, you thought that your father was helping your mother by burning yeah. her. And then you realize like, yep. wait, that wasn't helpful at all. And, yep, and exactly. that was before that battle, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think the other thing we didn't, uh, we kind of skipped over too, is that you realize at some point in time that, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Druth actually was responsible for Dillian's death as well. He, he, led the he was the Norseman one that, to there. <clears throat> To the village. And so Dillion was sacrificed to Hela. The reason that he is in hell is he was sacrificed to, to, uh, Hela in a thing they call the, yeah, the blood eagle. So he was literally like strapped spread eagle to this giant framework and, and killed. Um, and so that's why he's here. And so it, all these people that, you kind of thought were your friends and thought were your family and thought were all these things kind of conspired against you because you were sick, which only made you being sick worse. So, um, and then you kind of come to, you kind of come to the end and there's, there's Hella Sanctum is probably one of the more obnoxious fights. I would say there's a lot of, there's a lot of puzzles that you have to do. There's a lot of like invisible bridges you have to line up and then you have to get across it. So the invisible bridge part where you have to find the invisible door. Yep. To how did you find that? I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah so did I. I was I was really wondering because I saw that in YouTube and said like I don't see how I would have figured that out without YouTube because I didn't. Well, and like a, apparently your controller kind of vibrates, I think, when you're near them. Well, but, and I think what I did too is I, it seems like there's a point in time where you can go left or right. I mean, I was talking to you while I was playing it. Um, there's a point where you can go left or right and left takes you into the room with the bridge and then right takes you like up some stairs where you have to stairs. fight some guys and look out over it and see other things. I just forgot there was a right turn and never <laughs> went back. And so I'm like, where is like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, yeah. And, yep. and so it, it took me a while to figure that a out. A lot of the puzzles in this game are yep. kind of like that where, uh, it, you know, yes, you can probably solve them on your own, but it's a lot easier just to look it's, them up on 100%. YouTube. Uh, they're, just, they're really just kind of – you well, it just I think them. depends on on how like I'm I'm a firm believer that I would way rather look up a puzzle on YouTube than be frustrated trying to solve a puzzle. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not yeah. to me like looking up a puzzle on YouTube isn't cheating. That's like keeping my sanity. No, so, no. Um, but then like the final the final 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 battle before you get to Hella is making your way across this bridge. Um, that you've kind of reconstructed out of hidden things and ruins and so on and so forth, and it sucks. It sucks really hard. See, and like I said, after having fought everything on medium difficulty, that was a super easy battle. Everything goes down in like four hits. I'm like, oh, this is so much easier. My problem was I'd gotten cocky about it. 
Um, <laughs> and so like I got kind of used to being able to like take the first guy out and then do like one of those kind of running lunges at the second guy and then pull, going into mirror mode and being able to kill another couple guys. And I tried doing that on the bridge and all of a sudden you realize that you've lunged way too far and all of a sudden there's people behind you. <laughs> And uh-huh. they, I, I think they killed me once and they may have killed me twice just because I like wasn't cautious enough about it. And then the third time I'm like, how about I just wait on this side of the bridge? Y'all come to me and I'll just yeah. take you out one at a time. So can, can I say how much I hate the guys, with the tomahawks? Oh God. There's yeah, they have, and they have two of them. They're dude with axes and they throw them at you. They're the only people in the game that can throw things. And there's almost no, you have to dodge it like just the right moment to not get hit by an ax. Yeah. And, and like, I don't think they have much of a wind up either. Like no, I, no. Yeah, I I found that I usually block those just by luck, not by like skill. It was just like in, I'd have my sword up, it would ring off. I'm like, oh shit, thank God. <laughs> in medium mode, like I had to pretty much always go into like focus mirror mode to kill those guys because yeah. without it, I couldn't. You it's hard block them, and whenever you get to a point where there's one of those guys, there's almost always at least one other guy and it's usually a guy with a shield behind you so yeah i hated those guys yep yep and so so at this point we fought all the way through and we're finally to hella and like i i'm very i don't think we talked about it at all i'm i'm very curious what your thoughts are on the ending of this game so i guess to kind of set it up you go into this big room Hella's there um, <clears throat> you think you're actually going to get the fighter, but instead what happens is just wave after wave after wave of bad guys start attacking you just over and over again. The bosses, the giant hound. Um, and by this point in time, I, I'm pretty good at fighting. You're pretty good at fighting. And, uh, like I lasted for a yeah, long I time, <laughs> especially again in easy. Like I lasted way longer than I would have if I hadn't turned yeah. that down. I, I mean, I think I was, I probably fought these bad guys for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, you're just going through them because. And then what you kind of realize is like, they start kind of saying just to let go, just to give up, just to, just to stop fighting. Um, and, and I'm like, well, I don't understand what it's telling me. And I'm, I'm, playing this game while I'm talking to Colby and our friend Kevin while they're playing some other games. And Kevin's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just have to stop fighting. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, just stop fighting. And you do, and they kill you. And it kind of fades out, and you kind of walk over to, like, a window, correct? I- um, or, like, an overlook, overhang, yeah, yeah, well, Dillian's head falls off the side, doesn't it? No, that's Early, earlier. Oh, yeah, that's, that's earlier. earlier. Yeah, you, there is a point in time where you drop Dillian's head and have to go find it. <laughs> As one does. As it, one does. I, I forgot, you talk to Dillian. Yeah. 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 And uh, and it just kind of, oh, it you, just kind no, of no, lets you go. You do drop then, Dillian's head into the abyss. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because you realize that he's not yeah. there. Yeah. And, but then you, uh, another version of you appears and walks off, right? A, an alive yeah, version. Yeah. Cause you're dead. Cause Tella's, or, you know, killed, killed you. you. And then, 
uh, you walk away, and isn't Hella in your place where your corpse was? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. I believe so. So I, I think you- the most important question of this game, and it's actually one that they address in the if, – if once you beat the game, like the next thing you have to do is go watch. There's like a maybe 20-minute documentary yeah. and 15 on minutes. like how they made the game – why they made the game, the inspiration to make a game that dealt with psychosis, um, all the psychologists and, and um, advocates and stuff they worked with in order to make this game not be exploitative of mental illness, but instead to, to really let people understand what it's like. I mean, like I, I'm under no delusion that I know what it's like to be schizophrenic now, but I also believe that there's probably nothing else I've ever experienced that could give you at least a taste of what it's like to constantly have voices in your head. And I mean, if you think it's weird to do it for an yeah, hour, like how weird would it be for that yeah. to be your entire life? Um, and, and it's probably just as bad or maybe worse. Um, the, the, the one kind of thing that I thought would, that they didn't lean into or do that I thought that they might have is that there's no uh there's auditory kind of things but there's no visual hallucinations or anything and i wonder if it would have just been with the exception of like sometimes the world just changes um like the the world's kind of flickery it's an interesting game that i think like it's an interesting game in that they could probably really push the limits of what you could do um visually because if the game glitched who's gonna say like oh well boy dropping frames yeah. there like no nah, that's just that's <laughs> yeah. just the psychosis of the game every time yeah. i saw draw in like in the background i'm like is that is that draw in because the engine can't render it or is it draw in because that's how my brain works in this game yeah i guess you are right like it does change some visually i i not but as much as a lot get, of games have, yeah. though. To to get back to you, asked me what I thought of the ending. Yes. So <laughs> so the question is, I the question I have for you actually is is do you think the game like do you think that this entire thing happened inside of her head, or do you think that she actually journeyed to hell? Oh, crap! I I don't know. <laughs> um. So what I'm do you think of the with, ending? Think, tell, tell me what you thought about the ending. I got done and went, huh? And then went to Wikipedia and looked at the plot and went, oh, okay, now I understand that. Yeah. And um, what, what do you think that is? Like, explain what that said. What what said? What, what does Wikipedia say about it? Oh, okay. Uh, it, it basically explains kind of why what just happened happened because I was – entirely confused why I was dead and then I was alive and hell it was dead and I'm like yeah you know I guess I'm gonna go back and do stuff now um it uh it really helped me like understand kind of what happened at the end because it, I don't know it seemed a little it was kind of strange yeah, like it was weird strange. to it was weird to it was weird for a game just to kind of end with you dying yeah. too. Um, what Wikipedia says oh. is oh, that. Did you want me to read it? No, 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 it's oh, fine. Okay. I, I, in her final moment, she recalls Dylan, Dylan telling her of the importance of accept of the acceptance of loss as the imagery of Helium fades away. Hella drops Dylan's head into the abyss. But as the camera returns to her, Sanua is standing in her place with a dead Hella in place of Sanua's body. Having accepted it was never possible to bring her lover back and that she's not responsible for his death or anyone else's. Sanua frees herself from the darkness's influence 
influence and accepts the Furies not as a curse, but as part of who she is. She invites the player to follow her while the narrator says her goodbyes to the player. Yeah. Which is, I thought, a, a very interesting ending that, I mean, really what that game about is acceptance, acceptance of yourself, acceptance of what makes you different from other people, the acceptance that nobody's perfect and that you're not responsible for anyone but yourself. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that she probably did travel and fight Hela, that that wasn't all in her head. Yeah, that would be so. They ask the, and it, it hadn't really occurred to me until they asked the, the creator of the game. And, and he said, and his answer I thought was very interesting. He says that it doesn't really matter because her psychosis is so real to her that either way, that, that either way, either she did it and that's actually what happened or she believes did, she did yeah. it, in which case it actually happened. The end result is the same either way. Yeah. Like the that outcome, that the acceptance of self is the same either way, whether she actually did it or not. I mean the other the other thing that you have to wonder is is, you know, at the end of the game, is she alive or not? You know? It's just a lot of questions that I wasn't prepared for, Cliff. Right? <laughs> um I I actually kinda I think lean towards it it not happening. I think that it might actually just be entirely well, in her and, head. And once you ask that second question, I'm like, well, it makes more sense if it did just happen in her head, and it's you know her accepting it because yeah. she still could yeah. be alive. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting. It's an interesting way yeah. to look at it. Like, does does this game actually happen or not? It. it, it but it the ultimately does not matter whether it does or not. So um, would you like to, to answer a couple of I questions? Would. So actually, before we do this, I'm going to shout out, I'm going to say, so like I said, we kind of intro this is the idea behind Bite Me DLC plays is that every month we're going to choose a game. We're going to tell everyone what it is. We're all going to play it over the span of like, say four weeks. Um, and then we're going to do a podcast about it. And, you know, it's probably always going to be me. It's probably always going to be Colby. Um, but we may pull a couple other people in. Um, we actually thought that Adam and Dylan were going to be on this podcast, but neither of them played the game. So Adam's literally got like an hour left. Um, but he went to Palm Springs instead. I mean, so who would whatever. Right. I mean, he's got this beautiful pool with this awesome, f- like, like fire that's coming yeah. up through rocks. Like I'd way rather be in snowy, crappy yeah. Seattle than there. Um, but for next month, uh, the game we're going to do is actually the walking dead season one, which just got released on game uh, games with gold no, game for pass. Xbox. So oh, yes. the game pass. You're right. Sorry. It's on Game Pass. So on PC, if you don't already have a Game Pass subscription, like, sorry, on Xbox, if you don't already have a Game Pass subscription, like, why not? It's amazing. And you should. And it's only $10 a month. If you pay retail, I think I'm only paying five bucks. A month. I pay 10. I'm lazy. Um, and I, <laughs> and I think it's, uh, it's available on the PlayStation and PC for about $15, I want to say. So pretty, pretty cheap to get into. Um, yeah. And I want to say on PlayStation, it might have been a, a PS Plus game at some oh, yeah. point. Like I guarantee you on the PC, if you're a part, it's been in a ton of bundles. Bundle. It's been in 
Fightbeat.com slash Tumble. Something like that, yeah. So if, if you are you a Humble Bundle subscriber, you might have it. It's been in a bunch of Humble Bundles before. So there's definitely, definitely ways to get it. Um, uh, but we're going to probably do the review for that one. I'm going to say probably about a, a little more than a month from now. So we'll probably record the podcast like around March 15th, 16th. So you've got, uh, you've got over a month to, to get that I one. Start. You should start. I'm about two hours into it. Um, yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the story's great. The story. So, uh, at least the first couple chapters of it were written by the same folks who wrote Firewatch. So hmm. the story is very good. Um, the gameplay's a little, mm, we'll see. So uh, dead kid in this one too. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Spoilers. It's the, it's the walking dead. I've read a lot of the comics probably. Um, it, you know, and that's an interesting thing is the game uh, is actually a hundred percent separate from oh, yeah. the show and the comics. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so go play the walking dead and then you can ask questions about this next month. And plus it's really fun to just play these games along with other people. Like we've had a, a pretty active, hang out with us. Yeah. Come hang out in the discord, bite me podcast.com slash discord and, uh, and ask questions and talk. It's, it's just a good time. I really enjoyed doing Hellblade this way. I think I would have been way less likely to actually finish it. Um, if it wasn't for us doing this and, and the, the discord discussions that we were having about it. So, I mean, plus it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to beat 12 games this year, which is probably more than you've ever beat in a year before. <laughs> so, um, you underestimate how many video games I play. <laughs> yeah. But how many do you beat? Like, are you pretty good at going in and actually finishing them? Yeah. Something that I, I've been very bad at until, um, I've already beat two this year. Yeah. I've actually beat three this year. Um, show off show off but I mean, that's the thing though is it's something that i didn't used to do oh, it, no i'm uh, at three i forgot about hellblade there you go yeah. yeah i uh i've been pretty bad at it up until uh like the end of 2017 and then i made kind of an effort like in 2017 going into 2018 i only i beat like 13 last year um and i, I think i could probably do more this year so so before we do questions can i say something yes please happy birthday Vinny. Oh, dude, it is Vinny's birthday. Uh, if you don't listen to our normal podcast, like, again, what's wrong with you? BiteMePodcast.com. Um, I'm not on that do, one. You're not on that one. <laughs> but we do it weekly. It's it's a weekly thing. So Vinny is is uh, one, of, one of our very first listeners and uh, provides a question every every month. So happy I, birthday, I think technically Vinny. I might have been your first listener. Uh, you were 100% our first listener. Yep. Back at like OG, the first eight you got to listen to before anybody else. I don't want to take credit for it because I'm pretty sure you would have come up with it on your own, but I think I might've suggested questions. It seems very likely. It seems pretty, I remember you gave us a lot of very good feedback. So anywho, questions, you ready? I am ready. I guess guess you have any final thoughts about Hellblade before we get into questions. It's good. Play it, put it on easy. Um, it, just for the experience, uh, yeah. like I said, it's it's not it's not bad, and it's really yeah. good. It's it's uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, weird, yeah, right? It's 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 there and it's good. I, and I think what I would say is the story yeah. is yeah. great. The story is very very well written. The, the story, sound voice design, acting, voice acting, all those yeah. combat puzzles, not fantastic. Not so much. Yeah. It, I think it's very telling. Um, this is something I noticed very early on in this game is that it won a ton of awards, but all of the awards were for acting and sound design. None of them were for gameplay. As it should have. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. That was 2017, right? Correct. Yeah. I can't think of any major game that did come out that year that I would have said like, oh, well, that was had better sound design. I don't know if I've ever played a game ever no. that has better sound design. Um, it's it's yeah. worth – it's worth – I mean, frankly, even if you only play the first two hours of it, it's worth – putting two hours into it. It's free. It's free right now on game pass. If you have an Xbox install it and play the first two hours, it's worth, I don't, I don't know who made eternal darkness on GameCube, but I want them to go to Ninja theory and somehow hook up and make eternal darkness too. But with all that, can you imagine how amazing that would be in like a, a a really good, like horror ish kind of game. Well, or if these guys could get together with the folks that make layers of fear, because layers of fear had that like super good psychological horror, Uh but with like the story was kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, The interesting thing about Ninja theory is they're now owned by Microsoft. So we'll see what cool thing they make next. The good news is it'll be on game pass. So yeah, that's, that's it. Go. All right. So questions we have, uh, we have a couple from captain Insano, um, and then another one from Alan S who played the game with us. So captain Insano's first question is, do you think the ending leaves room for a sequel? I, I think every game can have a sequel. I mean, quite frankly, if there was a sequel to, uh, of Salesman. the movie that was a video game, I don't understand how there couldn't be a sequel to this. So <laughs> every game can have a sequel. It just doesn't have to make sense. Do, <coughs> but do you yes. think a game like Hellblade should have a sequel? Probably not. Um, yeah. I think you could make one. I, I, I almost feel like it would be better as like a two, three hour DLC kind of thing rather than like a full blown sequel. Um, I mean, I think you could do, I I think you could do it cool, something cool where like, I don't know, she rescues someone who's in the same predicament kind of thing and helps them learn the ways of interesting. It's interesting because the game a hundred percent self sets it up for a sequel. Like, I mean, literally like, you know, it's, it almost back to the futures itself um, where she's like, follow me into a new adventure, but it's a game that I don't think should have a sequel. Um, The only way I think this would be cool is maybe like, I don't think a prequel would work either, Um, (laughs) but it might, (laughs) right. It might be interesting to see, uh, from the standpoint of Dillian, it might be interesting to see from the standpoint of Druth. Like those things might be I'm interesting. I'm going to say I kind of want to be in VR when I get blood eagled. <laughs> um, so I'll actually talk about I played this game for about an hour in VR today. How nauseating um, was it in combat? <laughs> not as bad as you would think. Um, the combat if you could, if they could figure out a way to do the combat without um, the dodge, mm, yeah, because that's what I mechanic figured would just make it awful. Oh, literally every time I did the dodge, it felt like being on a roller coaster. Like your stomach dropped every time you did the drop. Like I was feeling pretty good about it up until that point, and every time I did it, I was just like, oh no, no more of that. They should um, just take the out funny the thing combat. Is, like that would, yeah, a hundred percent. It's not the funny yeah. thing is. The game is, I would a hundred percent recommend, like, even if they took that out, I would a hundred percent say that the game is better on a big TV in 4K with the lights off 
with good headphones mm-hmm. than it is yeah. in VR. Because like, first of all, the headphones in VR suck. Oh, um, at least if you have, well, yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, this is an Oculus Vive game and the default headphones on the Oculus and Vive are not yeah. great. Um, and so I didn't get almost any of the directional audio. Like I could hear it, but it was not nearly as directional as it was with um, the headphones I normally use. Well, that's what I thought was kind of weird is that, yeah, you just need stereo for the the sound to be good. Um, But I noticed a huge difference when I wore the headphones I'm wearing now, which are just kind of eh, run of the mill, you know, $25 headphones and the uh, PS4 Platinums that I have that are supposed to be like, I think they're like fake 5.1 or 7.1. Yeah, but the funny thing is a hundred percent different you won't get fake five one. Oh yeah no i know yeah i think it's just I, the quality of the headphones and that's yeah it, it's like it must just be the quality because it sounded literally a hundred times better like yeah. it, it it made the directional so much more and that's exactly what i found the the default headphones that come with the oculus did nothing and i have a yeah. pair of um hyperx cloud twos and uh it was I mean, they're they're good. They're like hundred. They're like hundred dollar PC have made that up and I wouldn't have known. <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah. Um. I, I. The only reason I remember what they are is because I recommend them to people all the time because I love uh, them. They're like super well made and they're like about a hundred dollars. So they're they're like expensive enough to be nice, but they're not like two hundred and fifty dollar. You know whatever's. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, it was night and day difference. But the funny thing is, is like the VR version recommends you have a GTX 1080 video card. I have a 1070 and they're like, yeah, it'll still be fine. But it, the, the level of detail looking out on a big TV in 4k was so much better. Like the look, looking at her face specifically, uh-huh. the, the scenes where you looked into her eyes were so much better on a big screen. The, the interesting thing is, is even, so I played it, uh, on my big TV, which is, yeah, it's 65, 4K, you know, HDR, cool TV. Yeah. And then I played upstairs, which is, a, uh, I want to say, 48-inch, just 1080. Um, yeah. It it looks completely different. Like, yeah. like um, it... It, it is a huge difference. Uh, I, I kind of regret not playing with the lights off. Um, like I, I didn't just because the game was immersive enough yeah. without them on. Um, but I kind of wish I had, because I think it would have been an even like this is, this might be one of those like headphones on lights off experiences. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, it was yeah. pretty awesome. Cause I was playing it at night with the lights off. Uh, when I have like, I have, um, bezel lighting on my TV. Uh, so I have like a, a backlight on it too, which was kind of cool. Weird to flex, play it with. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. My $15 <laughs> LEDs off of Amazon. <laughs> Anyway, Captain Insano's second question is, did anyone get all the lore stones and does it affect the ending if you did or not did not find them all? Um, I did not find them all. You did not find them all. It does not affect the ending ending, but there is an extra cut scene if you do. Well, crap. So, yeah, I guess go watch that on (laughs) YouTube. I didn't know until after I did. So um, almost nobody got all the lore stones. I think it's a rare achievement. It's like a two point. Yeah, that's the rare one that I saw. Yeah. So like. Well, and the you know, and this is something that's interesting. Did you notice? Have you gone back into the game since you beat mm-hmm. it? Um, yes, I there, did. Do, to watch the the video, the like making up. Did you notice you do not have a save anymore? No, I did not. 
You, you cannot can, – once you've beaten the game, there's no way to continue it. Your save game completely goes away. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess uh-huh. that makes it so you can't go look for the lore stones. Maybe. I mean, yeah, not that you could anyway. anyway. The game doesn't yeah. really work that way. It's not no. open world, so you can't go backwards through it. But, uh, yeah, once you beat the game, there is no continue. You can't even do the last battle again. So, like, I couldn't go in and say, like, how did that end? Like, you'd have to literally go look it up on yeah. YouTube. And I didn't so. notice that. Isn't eh. that interesting? Um so no we didn't sorry uh final question from alan s which other misunderstood afflictions uh or taboos do you think could benefit from an interactive media slash video game treatment similar to how hellblade gives a, sm- a small glimpse into psychosis we just have one more question oh, too. i just didn't write it down so yeah it's it's all right go ahead what do you th- what do you think what other you you told me that well, you've got I've one got what do you think a couple i mean like i think the thing is is you could probably do it with anything I, it's just it would be difficult it, it would be you know difficult to do certain of uh, you know uh mental illnesses and stuff um i think the two easy ones would well not easy but the two ones that would be the best and probably would be yeah least like problematic. I, I, yeah least problematic and uh probably easier to portray um, would be depression and uh, probably drug addiction. I would think that oh, or that's like an alcohol, interesting al- idea. Al- alcoholism, alcoholism, alcoholism. <laughs> when you have to deal with things yeah. that are just a little more uh, exactly acidic than um, they should be. Alcoholism. Yeah. I think I, the the thing is, I don't know how you would do either of those. Uh, the the I was telling you earlier that there's an episode in the fourth season of BoJack Horseman. And if you people haven't watched BoJack Horseman, go watch all five seasons on Netflix because it's the best show on Netflix and possibly one of the best shows I've ever seen, but they deal heavily with all sorts of alcoholism and mostly, but a lot of it is depression. Um, It's easily one of the best uh, depictions of depression I've ever seen. Um, and there's an episode called uh, "Piece of Shit" that is like you you understand kind of how depression works. It's not like I'm going to lay in bed all day. It's this nagging, you know, kind of like you're worthless. I mean, to an extent, it's this game. It's that. It's it's the it's the darkness yeah. um, that just kind of like yeah. you're worthless. Why do you even get up in the morning? Kind of thing. And I think you can do it, but I also. I don't know. The more I say it out loud, I'm, I just don't really know how you would do that. And like, I, I think you could make a walking sim out of almost any of these. Um, I think you could yeah. also do it with homelessness. I think, um, oh, I think you good. could do that kind of thing. I think there's all sorts of things like that, that, you know, require empathy that a lot of people don't have that maybe if it was just explained yeah. a little better in a different way, people would all of a sudden go like, Oh, okay. I get this. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mm-hmm. dangerous thing to do. Um, there's a, there was a game that came out, um, oh, I'm going to say like a year simulator? or two ago. And I, yeah, kind of it was i wish i could remember what it was actually called i i unfortunately cannot um i'll try and look it up and put it in the show notes but uh it was it was essentially a simulator to show how difficult it is to live um 
with oh, like okay. without a living wage. Um, it was essentially a poverty simulator um, and showing like, <clears throat> you know, like if you're on food stamps, um, this is how hard it is to to survive. And the unfortunate thing about it is, is what would happen yeah. is, is because it's a video game people uh-huh. like min-maxed it and are like oh actually it's super easy all you have to do is these things and it doesn't take in the you know it doesn't take into account the things like you know unforeseen problems or like what it's really like to eat beans and rice every night for 45 days in a row homeless? you know it didn't it didn't take in those realities yeah. it could be i'd have to look it up but but you know, like, so you have to be really careful. And I think that one thing that Hellblade did that was really smart yeah. is really involve experts in it. Um, like, watch that video because it really shows. I mean, not only did they talk with like psychiatrists and psychologists, they talked to people that have some of the same psychoses that Sanua does. And I think that that was really, really important. And then got their feedback and play tested with them and showed them how the game was portraying it. And I mean, they literally said, <clears throat> this is the most accurate version of what head talking is like or voice talking. I forget what they call it is like outside of like literally my own head. Um, and I think that's really powerful. It, it's probably one of those things that there's a lot of things that you could do, yeah. but whether or not you should. Okay. So I, I, I see it going just South. Real well, quick. The problem is, is gamers are, crappy you know um that wasn't the word i was gonna yeah, use yes. yeah well I, I spent a lot of time podcasting trying to keep it pg um i the thing that just struck me that you said is i would love to see a game about addiction that is like a i think you could do it very interestingly with a first person shooter with a guy who like came back from so so i mean like think about think about gears of war right you're mm-hmm. a guy who spends a bunch of time yeah, where this is going right who does a lot of things and and what do you like the entire steroid use no yeah, <laughs> it could also be about steroid <laughs> use so the entire the entire way those game work is health packs right yeah. So what if you, uh, okay. what if you came back from that and all of a sudden you're addicted to health packs? Like, <laughs> but I mean, like if you think about health packs as effectively being what they are, like health packs in the real yeah. world are, yeah. are morphine, right? Um, like plenty I'm of just people, Gordon Freeman trying to find that, what is it? The H E G charge or whatever uh-huh. it is. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, man. so, so I mean, like that's a, that's a very true reality is people come back from war and become addicted to, you know, during Vietnam morphine and probably now things like, um, oxy and, and yeah, so on yeah. and so forth. Like what if it was a game that, you know, you get deployed on your next, your next thing and you've been hiding this addiction, you know, either that's because you've been buying street drugs, but now you're having to deal with not only you know, the, the, the levels you're trying to beat, the bad guys you're trying to beat, but also an overwhelming painkiller addiction that, that you have to, to do. I think, I think there's an interesting way to do that. I think yeah. that's, that's a, that's uh, a, you could probably also do like PTSD, uh, to oh, an extent. Um, yeah, that'd be great. So did you, did you ever finish, uh, what was the one set in Dubai? The- no, because I screwed up. Um, shoot, it's one that Walt Williams wrote. No, because I it was an Xbox 360 game that had like a weird save system when you emulated it on the Xbox One, and so I beat like the first four levels and didn't save, Spec and so I just ups. never. Yeah, Spec Ops the line, yeah. and so I've never gotten the like. Oh shoot, I have to play those first four levels again. <laughs> so it's worth because like that actually does a pretty good. Uh, I won't say like PTSD, but like that is kind of like 
almost the horrors of war kind of thing. Interesting. Which I think that's another thing you could do. Um, yeah. Like you could do kind of like, this isn't, this isn't a first person shooter. It's not all call of duty. Like, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that, that, that games have started to touch. Well, and you know, and games have touched on that a little bit. Battlefield one, one um, did that a little like the, the intro to Battlefield One is literally fifteen minutes of you just getting killed over and over and over again and then showing you oh, were there women your name and when you live. And it was it was it was impactful. Yeah. So I just wish games could be a little more impactful, especially AAA games. Um could be a little more impactful, could be a little more political without having to deal with Capital G gamers being terrible. So I, kind of I don't want to read the IGN comments on that one. Right? So, and that's the reality. It's why things like this live in, um, live in the indie space. I mean, like famously, that's the, why we can't have nice things. People yeah. famously, the, I mean, the, the game that, that really does deal with this is called depression quest. And it's a, uh, twine game made by Zoe Quinn. And like, we all know how that ended up. So, <laughs> well, you know, Right, it went really well. Like she didn't have her own gate named after her. So. Uh, it was Awesome Gate, I want to say. <laughs> That's how I remember it. It, yeah. it was Awesome Gate. It didn't, you know, she didn't have to like, you know, flee for her life oh, and no. live underground for four years. Um, she, you know, the escapist last week was, you know, like, aren't you over this yet? <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, anyway, uh, last question was actually from uh, our good friend, Joe Kolsla. I, I forgot to put it in the show notes. So um, I guess a little backstory on this. There are actually two characters in this game that are, um, I mean, obviously this game is a video game. There are modeled characters, right? <laughs> uh, but there are two characters in this game that are actually put into the game via video. Mm-hmm. Um, both Druth and uh, uh, Sanua's mom, Galena, Galena, are are done with video. Do, um, do you also see your dad as well? Um, I think so. So maybe three then. Uh, and 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 they are put into the game seamlessly via video. Um, but I think it gave it a. It definitely did make it feel different. It made them feel more like visions. It made them feel more like, like hallucinations. Uh, like hallucinations. And so Joe says, could you possibly compare the integration of live action performance capture to what we saw in Hellblade with any other game? What kind of game, if none in particular could take a lesson from this? If probably probably doesn't mean if not, if, if one in particular could take a lesson from this, the only other time Um, I've seen it in the game. And I think I replied was in borderlands. Yeah. Yep. It does not. I mean, I, it's definitely not something that gets used very often. Um, I, I have a hard time imagining that idea working in any other game than this one for the most part. I mean, like, I mean, so bear with me. Okay. What about, and I mean, not a game based off this, but what about something like, um, who framed Roger rabbit where you'd have a video game and live action characters like an FMV game, but with a video game in it. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Do you think the technology exists for that? I would assume so. Assume I mean, so? like, I, I can't that's imagine a- that you couldn't do it. I had never thought that I wanted this game until absolutely right now. God, Roger Rabbit is one of my very, very, very favorite movies. That's a really interesting idea. That's a yeah, really I, I don't interesting know how you idea. do it, because, I mean, like, FMV games are kind of dead, but... 
Well, then that's the kind of the problem is like, I mean, that's the, that's the problem yeah. with that question in general is that FMV games aren't, I mean, we, we could get like a remake killed. of Night Trap. I mean, Dana Plato's yeah. dead. I mean, you, yeah. oh, she is, isn't right. she? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the problem is, is that, that like the early nineties really did bad things to FMV games. And so it's very hard to imagine how those would work, but that's kind of an interesting idea. That being said, there is a one, if not two, FMV games on Game Pass right now. Is, what? I don't remember their names. I've got both of them downloaded. I think one's called Roundabout, though I'm not 100% sure that's still on there. Is Quantum Break? Uh, Quantum Break has FMV. No. no? Uh, it's uh, – I can't remember. Uh, but there are at least – I know there's one, but I want to say that there might be two games that are FMV games on Game Pass right now. So maybe they're making a comeback. Quantum Break is an FMV game. I and played it, Quantum Break. Oh, wait. That's the game from the folks who made Max Payne. There is like, FMV. That's- I think in between the chapters, it makes like a movie based on your game and that that's done in FMV. I don't think I ever played it past like 20 minutes. So maybe, and I've never played it. I I just remember hearing about it and I looked it up real fast. So it is Um, There's three. I would be interested to see more games use FMV to do like mission briefings. Um, Like sometimes mission briefings seem very static and weird because they don't put a lot of work into that CGI. So like that might be kind of an interesting use for it. But I mean, I think it's going to be hard to find places where FMV makes sense. Late shift. That is the one. The other one. Is, yeah. is an FMV game. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm are, it's on game pass at some point. Maybe we'll just have to play it for this. I would actually really like to play quantum break. Honestly, I think it's probably long. We're trying to keep these, uh, yeah. these ones uh, in the like 10, 12 hour range. Um, her story too. Actually, I forgot about that. That mixes FMV as well. It's an indie game that I actually own. I've not played yet. So, like, maybe, maybe it's coming back. Who knows? It. Uh, I mean, as as CGI gets better, it's going to become easier and easier to mix it in with FMV in realistic ways. So, that, I guess we'll see. Will that look just strange? Like, what? like modeled characters with FMV. You're going to get some Candy Valley there. I mean, I guess the thing is, is when you think about it, though, I mean, like maybe Star Wars, they did that. Yeah. I mean, and I, well, and have and, you seen the stuff they've done late with like deep fakes and stuff? Yeah. I mean, as I mean, I, I will say that with uh, in defense of uh, Rogue One, where people were like, oh, Tarkin and Princess Leia looked like crap. They looked like crap to, you know, the people are saying that because they know they're dead. Um, that I, I asked both my wife and my mom who did not realize that Tarkin was dead. If there was anything wrong with Tarkin, they had no idea. So same. I told, I, I asked Brooke, I'm like, do you, do you, there, there are two CGI characters in that game or in that movie. Can you name them? And she yeah. could only knew Princess like, Leia. I, so. I, I noticed it because, you know, I'm like, Oh, Hey, he's dead and has been since the nineties. And obviously they don't have a time machine for Leia, but yeah, people didn't notice. It. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. So, so, all right. Maybe we can do that. Well, we've been talking now for uh, almost a quarter of this game, uh, so maybe we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you can obviously uh, subscribe to uh, this podcast for uh, more of these type of things. Like I said, The Walking Dead is up next, and, and there'll probably be some – hopefully we'll have time to do a couple of other podcasts in between this 
podcast and the one we're going to record next month. Um, I know Vinny wants to do a Sea of Thieves one. Um, I'm trying to convince. Yeah, I'm trying to convince Kevin to do a Destiny one. So we'll see. And, you know, I, I think that the idea is if if you beat a game and you like it and you want to talk about it, like, let's talk about it. So maybe you could do a what's your what's your Starflight oh, game? Starlink. Yeah, I still haven't beat that. Put, Starlink. Like, yeah. So maybe we could do a Starlink no, one. I wouldn't play Victor Vaughn with me either. So when you finish Victor Vaughn, we should do one on Victor Vaughn just because I want to talk about a Diablo like that also has. Yeah, that also has a Motorhead DLC. You're saying like, Diablo 3 didn't I, have a Motorhead DLC? That's it weird. did not. Well, so I thought all ARPGs had something to do with Motorhead. Definitely not. So either way, head over to BiteMePodcast.com. You can uh, find all our socials. Uh, you can subscribe to this and to our main podcast. Uh, you can go to BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord and hang out with us on the Discord. I'm there hey, almost all day. Uh, Colby's there. A when lot I should of the be time uh, when he should be working and more in the afternoon when he's actually That's not, not working. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm there way more often when I'm supposed to be working. We'd love to get some West coast people uh, in the discord. So there'd be people there past like three o'clock in the afternoon. That'd be great. Uh, but uh, you know, let us know what you think about this podcast. Let us know uh, if you have ideas for what games we should play in April, please drop us a note uh, either in discord. Or you can send an email to bite me at bite me podcast.com and uh, we'll go from there. Any last words call? Have a good one, everyone. Yay. Happy birthday, Vinny. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>